You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, last night was a fun night, wasn't it? It, it sure was. I mean, uh, I, I won't get into uh, my any in-game spoilers here, but I, I got a dose of draft and in-game in, in one night, and it, it's uh, it was almost more than I could take, to be honest. Yeah, it's a uh, well. Yeah, we won't spoil Endgame for you. I know there's a lot of people out we there that are We will spoil the draft. Go... Spoil us yes. for the draft, though, guys. So. Yes. Uh, let's spoil the first round of the draft. Kyler Murray was the first pick, believe it or not. I know people are just waking up to the news right now. But, waka, waka, what? Um, <laughs> I, I know, it's crazy. Uh, and the Giants took, like, the seventh best quarterback in the ACC. It was amazing. It, it, it was a great night. It really was. Um, all right, Lana, let's just, before we talk about round two and what the Cowboys might do, let's just do a real quick kind of recap of uh, day one. Uh, just our initial reactions. What picks surprised you? Which ones did you like? Uh, I just want to hear some of your thoughts from last night. Well, I mean, I think as far as, you know, what went down in, in the round, the first round, I think it, it's, it, as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, it, it has to start with the NFC East and their new young quarterbacks. I mean, the Cow, uh, the Giants drafting Daniel Jones, uh, the Redskins not even needing to trade, but still managing to get Dwayne Haskins at 15. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really uh, where we start. And suddenly now Carson Wentz is the uh, the aged veteran of the NFC East quarterback group. Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. So you know, I, I I think that's where we the Cowboys part of this starts, right? Um, I, I think that the other parts of the conversation, uh, I mean, at least from my initial conversation, and, and honestly, I, I, because I saw Endgame last night, I basically got to see the first round and then go into the movie, and I have not really seen or heard too much reaction, so I, I may be way off, but I'm shocked at how, I guess, unshocking the first round wins. You know, I mean, I think there's definitely some points that, you know, especially early on when, you know, when the Raiders took Farrell at four, uh. that you thought, <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm sorry, RIP your mentions. Uh, I, 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 felt like, right. I felt like, you know, it was one of those things where, oh, here we go. But, but it really didn't end up being all that insane with trades and all that stuff. I mean, some stuff definitely went down near the end. Uh, you know the Redskins coming back up for uh, uh, for Montez Sweat at twenty six, and we'll talk about that more later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just things like that. I, I feel like it, it wasn't as totally nuts. Now, I, I, there, the other thing that I would take out of this is that I really cannot believe and this is kind of a you know two A and two B, I guess. Uh, a that only one defensive back was taken in the first round. And B, how fortunate it seems this board has fallen for the Cowboys at 58. It, it feels like there's a lot of stuff still on the board going into the second round. It won't last, but it's going to push some of these other things down. I think the Cowboys may end up getting into a good situation at 58. Um, 
I want to talk about those guys that could be available to the Cowboys at 58 in a second. Um, just really quickly on some of the uh, just the reaction. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Landon, or not, but uh, this is my favorite part of the draft. Like Dave Gettleman explaining <laughs> when he knew uh, the Giants fell in love with uh, Daniel Jones. He uh, he didn't see yes. Daniel oh, Jones I did, at I all. I did hear about this, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'll do it for the rest of the listeners. He did, for some reason, the general manager of the Giants did not see Daniel Jones all season long during the, the college year, which is crazy to me that your GM's not out watching these guys. But uh, the first time he saw him was at the Senior Bowl, and he said as soon as Daniel Jones walked onto the practice field and had like three reps he knew right away that that was the quarterback for the Giants, and man, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how Dave Gettleman has a job right now after that explanation. It just makes it sound like you're so unprepared and that you're so much smarter than everybody that you can just watch a guy walk onto a field and you know that he's going to be a good player. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Um, and then really quickly, I yeah. thought Washington had a good draft. You know, being able to stay pat, grab Haskins. Uh, what I do like about Haskins is. He's similar to Alex Smith, like in terms of play style. So I don't think there's going to be a big transition there, right? I think Alex mm. Smith could actually kind of help Haskins a little bit. And then coming back in and grabbing Montez Sweat uh, to pair with Ryan Kerrigan. They've got a really good defensive, or a whole defense now, especially in the front seven with Kerrigan and Sweat and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. It's just, just a good group there. And then Philadelphia going up and grabbing Andre Dillard, one of the best left tackles in all the class, uh, I thought was good. So... Uh, Washington, Philadelphia had a good draft. The Giants, uh, not so much. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Washington coming back and getting sweat at the end there was 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 a good pick. I mean, they're in such disarray right now that it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I no. Uh, but I, I will say that I mean, of the teams that we could afford to have an okay draft, it seems like they 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 had one. You know, um, absolutely. It, it, it's it feels like the Eagles. You know, they they pick up. Uh, a tackle for their future. Um, you know, I'm a Dillard fan, so I don't love that. But I, I also, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, they, it's not like it, we've been dealing with Jason Peters all these years, so it's, it's, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not exactly like a, a new thing for us. We, we we know how to get around Eagles left tackles. All right, let's go ahead and let's go on to round two because uh, there is a ton of talent ton. still left on the board. Uh, and the Cowboys have to be feeling pretty good that, you know, the first, what, 15, 20 picks, there's just going to be a lot of different players, uh, which means there should be some good good talent fall to them. So before we get into guys that may fall, I want to talk about maybe some trade-up candidates. Yesterday we saw that the price to move up in this draft was pretty cheap. It's You're nothing. seeing... Uh, you know, fourth rounders being able to move up nine spots in the first round, which makes you think, you know, if the Cowboys wanted to move from 58 to 48, for example, maybe it only cost them one of their fourth round picks. Maybe they could get up higher. Um, so I'm just going to ask you, Landon, is there one, two, maybe three guys that you would consider moving up for if they fell to like the mid 40s, late 40s? Well, I mean, first off, it's just looking at this list. I'm shocked at the number of offensive linemen still available. You know, and I think that those that we should probably see a run on that. I would think pretty early on because you know you got Cody Ford, Juwan Taylor, all these guys. So what I'm saying is that I think that you may see even more of a fall on some of these defensive backs, right? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think, and I, I think the fact that Nasir Adderley is still out there. 
uh, it's really surprising. And and I don't know that you know at any point during the process have we ever discussed the the fact that he could be within striking distance of the Cowboys. But uh, I think it's 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 potentially you know likely at this point. Uh, uh, really quickly, what about what about Cody Ford as a trade up option? He's one that we haven't talked about at all. But if he falls to the mid forties. You know, that's a guy I think could play right tackle for you right away. He could, you know, be a potential backup for Lyle Collins this year. Maybe you move on from Collins in the future. Maybe you find out he's a better guard and you can move Connor Williams to right tackle. Would that be somebody that you would consider? Because I thought Cody Ford was a first-round tackle when I watched this film. I was really impressed. If you can get him late in the 40s, I think that's a home run. I thought Juwan Taylor was a first-round prospect. There you go. offensive tackle, and he's still available. You know, Dalton Reisner probably should have been drafted by now i mean i, I think he'll be quick yeah. i have a feeling riser is gonna go quick. yeah i mean like all these guys so i you know i if any of them get within striking distance I, I think it's worth thinking about for sure um you know i look the wide receivers are being all pushed mm-hmm. down you know i mean they're they've only had one wide receiver we may get there and find a Paris Campbell is available. A.J. Brown may be within striking distance now. That's the like, one I would like for Dallas. You know, I think A.J. Brown would be fun because you can play him in a slot in the outside. Super tough. Uh, it just seemed like that would be a, a really nice fit with Gallup and Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's lots of, like I said, the good thing for the Cowboys is that the way this draft's fallen, there's still a ton of talent left. And, you know, the, yeah, they're, they're you know, 20-plus picks away from, from picking, uh, but there's a more, way more than that of, of value of good players that you that are available still, and I mean I think this is this shouldn't be surprising because you know we've we've been talking the phenomenon of uh, 56 first round picks is always what happens when we talk about it in the preseason that everyone's a first round pick, and of course there's only 32 of them, so uh, some of these guys are going to fall. Uh, but I think the way that it's, it's it's fallen so far, I mean, this really does seem to benefit, I think, what the Cowboys are hoping to just have somebody fall to them. All right, let's take a look at a couple different positions and some names maybe to consider. Um, you mentioned defensive back. I'm going to start with cornerbacks because the list of available cornerbacks is awfully impressive. You're looking at guys like Greedy Williams is still available who – Many people back in January and February thought could be in contention for a top five pick. I yeah. know Oakland did a lot of work on him. Uh, Byron Murphy is a lot of people's number one cornerback, including pro football focus and Dane Brugler. Uh, more of a zone corner. I'm not sure he fits the Cowboys, but just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Justin Lane is an incredibly athletic and long cornerback that does fit Chris Richard's scheme. Uh, he's somebody to keep an eye on. Rocky Sin is a guy that kind of has risen up in the process uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, of some of the available cornerback names, which ones do you like the best for Cowboys if they decided to move up a little bit to grab one? Well, I mean, I think the guys you mentioned, Rocky Sin and, and Lane, I think those are guys that fit kind of what the Cowboys do, and I, I think they would definitely be interesting picks for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I mean, we still have guys like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson available as well, and, and, and Juan Thornhill still uh, on, the, on the board despite – Rumblings that we had heard and and him him going in the first round. So and those are also guys who I think you know may not be listed as cornerbacks, but I think will give you some defensive back flexibility. I agree. You know, so uh, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of wide receivers. There's lots of cornerbacks available. I mean, those 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 are the spots that seem to have really kind of of uh, of extended a stretch to the second round, and then you match that with all the untapped 
uh, offensive line talent. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it looks good for the Cowboys to get something valuable uh, fall, falling to them at 58. All right, let's start with the, the safeties because there's there's some safeties here that I think we should mention. Uh, we Nasir Adderley, I think, is going to go before the Cowboys pick. Probably. Uh, he's just too good of a player, but I think he's probably going to go, what, top 10 picks in the second round. So I think you can kind of assume that he won't be there. Um, but what I do, what I think is interesting is that there's so many safeties available, and I'm not sure there's that many needs for teams, especially in the second round. So I think the Cowboys could have a, their choice in safety. So we'll, let's assume this year Adderley's off the board. Uh, you mentioned Chauncey Gardner Washington or Johnson. Uh, I, I'm not sure the Cowboys are big fans, but I know there's people around the league that like them. Taylor Rapp from Washington ran a slow 40-yard dash. Uh, I kind of feel like he's still going to be an option for the Cowboys there. Uh, Juan Thornhill, uh, you mentioned. Um, so of all these safeties we've mentioned, which one do you think is the most likely and the most ideal for Dallas? Rap. I mean, I think we've talked, identified it early, and I think Rap is, is just a good fit for what this defense likes to do and, and is a good fit in, uh, in you know, kind of – fitting into what not only just like schematically what they want to do but what this defense seemingly is missing and I, I i just think that if he falls to 58 you got to look at what other talent is there for sure uh but i kind of feel like rap will likely be your choice if he's there all right and i i kind of agree i think i think there's been some rumors that cowboys maybe don't love him i i, I kind of feel like those are false I, I think he would be the ideal pick for them um so we talked about the cornerbacks, we talked about the safeties. Let's talk about a few other names we know the Cowboys like. I'm going to start with uh, Tristan Hill, the defensive tackle. Um, ever since the first round ended last night, you've kind of been hearing a steady drumbeat that the Cowboys are, are really interested in Tristan Hill. And if he's there at 58, that's a guy they're really going to consider. Um, how would you feel about that pick if that's possible? You know, I, I kind of had made it clear, you know, earlier in the week, I've been going back and looking over some of the defensive linemen, um, you know, and I and I mentioned then that I felt like if the Cowboys took Tristan Hill at 58, I, I, I would not be upset about it. I, I feel like his value is probably a little bit later than that. Um, but if he, like, if that's what falls to them and, and the, the draft doesn't fall in a great way, or, you know, I, I just... I don't have an issue with them. I'm not going to haggle with them over 10 picks worth of value. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, f- I feel like if 50 at 58, they've got guys who they feel like are all kind of similarly ranked. Um, and Tristan Hill is like right ben- b- beneath them, but at a position of need and they like the player, then take the player. You know, I, 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 I sure. don't have an issue with that. Sure. I, and I, and obviously there is a need there and it, you can make an argument that, this is the spot where, uh, you know, despite the differences in talent of the players that may be available at 58, uh, I don't know that there's anybody that's going to fall to them that is so much more talented than Tristan Hill that his positional value, not positional value, but need value for the Cowboys. Will, I, I feel like his, drafting him will move the needle on the defense as much as any player, despite what maybe more talented players being there at other positions, I guess. Uh, is the best I, I know what you You know, it's like that defensive tackle spot has the ability to move the needle so much with the talent injection that it, it, it I think if, it makes a lot of sense to take a guy like that at 58. 
I think we have similar views on Tristan Hill, where there's likely going to be probably three, four players that we like better than Tristan Hill. But if that's the pick, I think we can ultimately be okay with it because we know he he's going to make a difference. Um, to me, it feels like the, t- the 2014 draft a little bit, and I'm not comparing Tristan Hill to Demarcus Lawrence, but in a similar situation where the Cowboys have identified Tristan Hill as the last three technique that can come in and make an impact this year. Kind of like what they did with Lawrence, where they found out that Lawrence was the last right defensive end at the time that they felt could come in and play. Um, they went up and got Lawrence, and he turned into a great player. Uh, I think they feel like if if Hill isn't the pick at 58, they're not going to get a three technique that's going to start over Malik Collins, maybe not play over Tyrone Crawford. And I can understand that. Um, just kind of really quickly, when we did these simulators kind of, you know, over the last couple of weeks, did we like how the drafts kind of turned out if the Cowboys went with the defensive tackle at 58? Or did we like them better when they went with the safety at 58? I I basically liked it better when they didn't go safety at 58. Yes, that's what I remember as well. I I remember that it just kind of, if they were able to push that need or just subside that need or find that need elsewhere, that the board kind of just fell to them a lot more simply from there on out. Yeah, Yeah, a lot more cleaner. So, yeah, I think that's that's what I remember is that that not, not having a safety at 58 usually lined things up a lot better. All right, we have to talk about one more name uh, as a possible option at 58, and that's Jalen Ferguson, the defensive end from Louisiana Tech. Um, Landon, I'll let you go first. What would your thoughts be if the Cowboys took Ferguson uh, with their second-round pick? I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be thrilled. I think we've come. I think we've gone too far on the hating Jalen Ferguson at 58. Feeling. I mean, I I, I don't like really? it. I mean, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's he's definitely my least favorite potential pick there. But he's, it's also not the end of the world. Like I, I think it's just. Are a, you sure? I'm pretty sure it might be the end of the world if they pick Jalen Ferguson. No, it, it, this, this is the end. You, you might you might just set off <laughs> the end of the world. But yeah, no. I I think you know it, it wouldn't be great. I, I mean, hopefully at that point they would have an idea of hopefully be moving on from taco or something but yeah i mean if they're gonna take another defensive end ideally it wouldn't be another kind of potential speed to power guy i I don't know i like jalen ferguson i don't like hate the player so i don't necessarily like hate the especially when we're talking about taking him at 58 versus us taking taco at you know like 27 or whatever like it's not neither would be good though it's not that much of a reach to me so uh, I I don't I wouldn't like it. It would probably be one of my least favorite first round picks. But I mean, you know, we shouldn't set set ourselves on fire quite yet if it happens. I will set myself on you fire. Might, if I that mean, you, I know you will. But yeah. Uh, what makes me a little nervous is Jalen Ferguson is the type of pass rusher that Will McClay has generally coveted. Right? It's these bigger, longer guys. Uh, normally they have some solid college production or average college production. I'm thinking of guys like Kevin Dodd, who they liked in the 2016 draft, who they almost drafted at 34. Uh, I'm thinking about Emmanuel Ogba, a guy that they liked uh, back in 2016. Taco Charlton in 2017. Uh, Jalen Ferguson kind of fits that mold of these guys that just they don't have great athleticism. They're older. 
Um, Ferguson's concerning to me because he's coming from a non-Power 5 school. At that point in the draft, it just feels a little too rich for me. But apparently they do have interest. They they had interest in LJ Collier. That was a guy apparently they were considering trading up for. Um, let's just cross our fingers that that doesn't happen uh, tonight. Um, I want to talk about, oh, really quickly, if you had to make a prediction for 58 tonight, what would you say? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the, I'm gonna go with the girl that brought me. I'm going to say rap. Okay. I, I'll say Tristan Hill. It just seems like we, we've gotten some information that Tristan Hill's pretty high on their board. And he carries a pretty significant grade. So uh, I'm hoping you're right. Let's hope I'm wrong. Um, really quickly, talking about the Cowboys' third-round pick, just a couple of names that maybe you're considering, Landon. What positions do you think the Cowboys might target? Do you think running back is still a, a potential option there uh, late in the third round? Uh, you know, I think it depends on what obviously what they do in the first. Um, you know, I think defensive line is not going to look great there. I mean, I think you know, you, you're talking about the Rennell Renz or the you know the, those kind of guys at three at three. You know, you, you we, before we were hoping that. There was the you know the idea that he could potentially, he potentially might find Tristan Hill falling all the way down to ninety. But I, I mean, I guess that now doesn't seem like that could happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that in defensive back, you're probably more looking at corner. I think at that point because the safeties likely will be kind of done at, at once you get to ninety. So those positions. Uh, I guess running back is potential. It's possible. I mean, uh, it depends. It depends on what the who the running back is. Um, but I, I, you know, I imagine that it's it's likely uh, very hinged on what we get in the fifty eighth pick. I hope the Cowboys don't take a running back. My my night was ruined last night when the Raiders took Josh Jacobs with the twenty fourth pick. I, I hope the Cowboys don't. To don't do this. But, again, it probably will depend on talent. I, I, I think this is a really deep draft. I think you're going to see the players that are available at 90 are going to be a lot better than what you might have anticipated. Maybe and that can push the running backs down a little bit. Um, it, it, it would make me a little nervous if Damian Harris was there at 90 because I think that's somebody the Cowboys would be shocked to see there. Uh, but we will see. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast on iTunes. Uh, we will be back on Monday breaking down all the Cowboys draft picks. Uh, we'll go pick by pick and give our thoughts. Uh, make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.